All right, degenerates, welcome back to another episode. We are going to go over college football week 13. It's a big fucking week at NFL week 12. I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. I hope you had a good some good time with your family. I hope you enjoyed it. But now it's time to get back to the basics. It's time to get back to our roots. It's time to get back to winning, making fucking money. That is the all-in-all end game all that we want to do on this podcast, on this show. And you know what? We kind of got away from that. I've been going through some shit, been going through some stuff. Um, One of the weeks I was out in Vegas, came back, got coronavirus, beat the fuck out of coronavirus. But now we're back. We're going to make picks and we're going to make money. So buckle up. Hope you guys enjoy the show. What's up, Degenerates? We are officially back. I have fucking missed you guys. I don't know if you guys have missed me. Missed me bullshitting on the microphone, but I know for a fact I have missed you guys. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to explain a little bit about what's been going on, some of the new things that have been going on, and then we're going to get into these picks. I'm actually getting ready to watch this uh, Iowa State-Texas game. I think that's going to be a fucking good game. So we're going to be giving out the picks. Um, I probably will give out the picks um, while that game is on. I know it's Friday. It's, we're in a weird fucking schedule. We're in a weird time right now, especially at the end of the year where it's between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And to be honest, I mean, this is around the time where everyone's just kind of fucking laying around, uh, drinking, drinking, eating food, just fucking around. So right now, it's fuck around time. So you might as well take advantage of this time. This is the best time of the year because, you know, once January comes around, that's when you that's when you have to get you have to get active again. You know, you have to continue to work towards your goals, your career goals, all the other shit that all the pressure that everyone puts on you. That's when that shit is set. That's when you do that. Right now, to the end of the year, it's fuck around time. You can drink as much as you want. You can eat as much as you want. You can fucking make as many picks as you want. You can be as degenerate as you want. This is degenerate season. We are officially in degenerate season, ladies and gentlemen. So I hope you guys are ready. I know I am. So I actually haven't been able to record the last two weeks. Um, but I have been put out the picks. Um, last week, we got fucking disintegrated on NFL. Um, but that I blame that to COVID brain. I had a COVID brain, foggy brain. I wasn't thinking straight. You know, I was sick. I was in, I was in bed all day. I wasn't thinking straight. That's why we fucking got, that's why we lost. We lost a little bit of the lead that we had. I think we were up about 16 to 17 units at that time. Um, with that shitty week, I think we are only up now four units. So we lost, we lost quite a few that day. That day was a, was a tough day. We, we're going to call that day Black Sunday. Black Sunday because everything just did not look good. Um, it, it was like the, the stock market crashing. That's what it felt like. So anyways, um, two weeks ago, um, it was my, around my birthday time. My beautiful, lovely girlfriend decided to treat me to a trip to Las Vegas. As many of you guys know, Las Vegas is my favorite city in the world. It is where the degenerates reside. I think that is where I eventually will want to move and live. Um, so she surprised me with a trip, um, and that was on Thursday morning. So I wasn't able to record that day, and we went out there, did our thing. Actually, went ended up going eleven and two in college football picks, and I believe we went nine and five, um, something around there on NFL. So we had a good, some good times, and you know, the boy was kind of hot. You know, he was we were winning some money. I went back pretty much all the money that I took. So it's like I went to Vegas for free. The following week, I get back on Monday, and I notice a little bit. I noticed I have a stuffy nose and my throat is a little bit hurting and I I, I, I didn't want to blame this on like my hangover or anything, but that's what I initially thought. I was just thinking in my head, hey, you know what? You've been fucking drinking the, the past four days straight, you know, eating at nice restaurants, drinking fine wine, having a good time. Um, so that's probably why you do feel sick. Uh, you're probably tired of it. You're getting back home. You know, it's hot. It's, just, it's the weather change as well. So that's that was that's what was going on in my mind. 
So I get back home on Monday, and um, you know, this stuff he knows just doesn't doesn't leave, and um, the the throat as well. So I just I just don't really think much of it. But I think as the days went on, I started to notice that I started to lose a little bit of taste and smell. And um, I don't know if this was attributed to just my clogged nose at the time, but the taste was something that really was kind of freaking me out. And I was like, okay, well, it's probably time I get tested. So, um, and it, and I was sick pretty much all week. Ended up getting tested on that Saturday. Had already made picks, so that's another reason why I wasn't able to record that week. Um, and on that Saturday, I was positive for coronavirus, COVID nineteen. Yes, but you know what? That's not going to do anything, baby, because we're going to come out. We're going to be fucking champions. So that day, I was sick. I fought coronavirus. My body put on the put on the gloves. We fought coronavirus, and I think we were pretty much wrapped it up. We beat it. I think we're in the ninth inning with coronavirus. You know, we're just have to quarantine. I'm uh, gonna enjoy these games this weekend and uh, get back to general population next week. So I've been studying a lot of these games. I hope you guys are ready because we have. I mean, it's beautiful right now too. You know, currently watching Virginia versus San Fran uh, college basketball. I'm not a big college basketball guy, but I probably want to dive into that a little bit on some of the games that I kind of like uh, throughout the season. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is giving me the perfect opportunity. You know, everything happens for a reason. A perfect opportunity for me to study these games, uh, give you guys the best picks possible, and give us the best uh, research pick, uh, picks and the best the best odds of winning. You know, we want to get back to the basics and winning. So yeah, I, I, but I think I have a 13-card pl- uh, play for you guys for college football. Um, you know, there's some games on Friday, some games on Saturday, and then we obviously know that there's NFL on Sunday. But it's going to be a pretty packed weekend. I'm happy to give you guys these picks. Another thing on the other aspect, during my birthday, I actually got in contact with our logo creator, our designer, some guy from Croatia who is brilliant. I think he's one of the best um, at what he does. He's just a really bright guy. Um, he doesn't spell too good. Um, I'm, that's one of the things about me. I'm one person who, when you're texting me, you're typing to me or something, like, just be punctual. Um, but he wasn't like that. But, I mean, you know, God gives people certain talents, and he that probably wasn't one of his things, you know. He probably has a very creative and imagine like, a crazy imagination, but just can't spell. But anyways, um, so yeah, he, he delivered the design and I really like it. You know, it's a money sign and a down in the trenches. Um, I think it's a really cool logo. We have some other things planned as well, but uh, for now, that's going to be the logo that we are going to have. And I, I mean, I'm really happy with the result. Let me know what you guys think about the logo um, and the, the color scheme and some of the stuff that goes on with the logo. So yeah, we were able to get our logo. We're going to go ahead and update our um our podcast feed, our, our podcast on Spotify, on Apple Music, just to make sure that all the logos reflect and they're all to make sure that we're on the same wavelength. All right, so let's get into the record real quick. Um, just to keep me honest, um, like I said, I, I give you guys every pick and I keep track of all these picks just, just so there's some integrity. You know, I want to make sure that we're keeping track. And we, we, I mean, that's the only way to do it. If you're gambling and you're not keeping track of your picks, then you're never really going to make money. Um, you're just going to be throwing money out there. So I really highly recommend for you to track every single pick that you make. That's what that I mean. That's how businesses do it um, to make sure that they're profitable. Um, you know, we just gotta we gotta stay on the books. So let's let's look here. So all time right now, currently, um, like I said, last week was a fucking shit week. We got disintegrated, but still currently all time we are up three units. So we're sixty eight and sixty five and one. Uh, we are currently around 51%. I mean, we are down technically, but um, I mean, that's nothing that we can't come back from. You know, even before all of this shit happened the last two weeks, before the last two weeks, I was a ha- I was the hottest gambler in the world. No one can stop me. I was the hottest gambler in the world. So what we're going to do, we're going to get back to this. I know it's funny, but hey, we're going to get right back to it. We're going to continue to win. That's winning mentality, baby. That's all we can do. So all time, like I said, 68 and 65 and one. Um, for NFL, we were 34 and 37 and one. Uh, we're currently currently betting 47.9% in NFL and college football. Um, like we said, at college football, it was a big emphasis for us. Uh, we wanted to get better at college football and give you guys better picks. I know we were down a little bit, but hey, college football, I mean, we're up on college football. We're 34 and 28. I think that 11 and two week really helped out. We're betting 54.8% uh, in college football and we're up currently. If we want to get a, like a, another picture of it, the last seven days, I know we mentioned about uh, us getting beat. Um, the last seven days were nine and 20. So betting around 31%, but hey, 
you know, that's that's what happens. That's gambling life. You know, you can't win every game, but hey, it's all it's all that matters is how you rebound, how you get back to work where you were. All right, so the first game that we're going to get into on this beautiful fine Friday morning is going to be the Longhorns host Cyclones in key Big 12 clash. That's going to be Iowa State at Texas. Uh, Texas needs a, a big win over Iowa State to keep in the big to stay in the Big 12. Uh, those Big 12 hopes alive, you know, they want to make sure that they make it. Uh, the Longhorns have actually won 13 of the last 16 meetings and open as a one point as a one point home favorite. So that's a big emphasis. I know Texas, you know, is just a, a, a stample school um, in college football. You know, they always say that they're back, but they're really not. Um, so on this one, guys, you know, I've been watching a little bit of Iowa State, the Cyclones. Um, I mean, they, they've looked good at times, and I really like what they what they bring to the table. I think they're going to be a little bit more riled up. Um, both the, the records are uh, Iowa State's at 6-2 and two and Texas at 5-2. and two. The thing that scares me, the reason why I kind of went Iowa State, is uh, Texas's defense. So on this pick, for this pick, for this game, um, I went with Iowa State money line and the over at 56. So the under is actually three and four, uh, 13 and I'm sorry, 13 and four in Iowa State's last 17 road games. And the under is five and oh in the last five meetings. But I do think that this year, this will be an over game. Um, the game's actually currently on and uh, Texas actually just got a really big play down the field. But hey, that's what happened. So that, I mean, that's good for the over. And then Texas is four and oh against the spread in its last four games against Iowa State. So yeah, we're going to go with Iowa State money line. I think that they will beat them. And then the over at 56. All right, so the next game that we're going to look at is actually probably going to be the biggest game this weekend uh, besides the Iron Bowl. Um, is going to be number two Notre Dame going to number 25th ranked North Carolina. Uh, Notre Dame is 8-0 and then North Carolina is 6-2. and uh, Notre Dame's first in the ACC. North Carolina's fourth in the ACC. This is going to be probably the best game, I think, of Friday. It's going to be one of the closer ones. You know, I've always talked a lot of shit on, um, and I'll be the first to say it, that's what I'm saying it. Um, I've, al- I've always talked a lot of shit on the Irish uh, Notre Dame being an overrated school, you know, because of fucking movie Rudy. And he, and he was offsides. He was offsides. Off the record. Off the record, he was offsides. Because of that movie and all the, the cultural shit that comes with, with Notre Dame and their colors, gold helmets, um, just the old school way of football, they are always, you know, highly ranked and highly regarded in the college football rankings. But, I mean, they, they really... They changed my mind, you know, when they played Clemson, they showed some toughness, you know, they, they were physical, they were a more physical team, so low-key, a, a little bit, I, I am leaning more towards the Irish, um, I know this is going to be a tough game, like I said as well, because North Carolina is not a pushover team, uh, North Carolina has actually been playing some of the best, some of its best football that I've seen in a while, you know, with a, with a really good defense as well. So I think this is going to be a close game, but I mean, I am still going to be taking Notre Dame minus six on this one and then the over at 69. So a few things on this one, Notre Dame is 14-0 straight up in its last 14 games. You know, Notre Dame is a typical school that's going to going to do good. But I think, like I said, the reason, my reason being is because sometimes they are a little bit overrated. You know, they're at that number two spot since the first college football rankings of the season came out. I think they're going to come out. They're going to want to be aggressive. They're going to want to score points to show and dominate uh, and to show the committee that they they are their true ranking, you know, that they belong. So the over is 4-0 North Carolina's last four games as well. And then the over is 4-1 in Notre Dame's last five road games. So I think this is a good spot for us to take the over. And like I said, so just buckle up, guys. I think Notre Dame will win this one uh, by a touchdown. The over will hit. So All right, so uh, the final game on the, the card that I have uh, for today on Friday, the final Friday game that we I will be betting will be the Oregon Ducks at Oregon State Beavers. So Oregon wants to stay undefeated. Uh, they're 3-0, and um, and then Oregon State is 1-2. Um, against the spread, I mean, Oregon kind of burned me last week. I know that they didn't cover, but I think um, Oregon, you know, when they play Oregon State, they always have that battle. Um, I think Oregon's going to come out and put up, win by two touchdowns at least. So Oregon is 4-1 against the spread in its last five games. Oregon State is 5-1 against the spread in its last six games. And then the over is 13-5 in Oregon's last 18 games uh, versus Oregon State. So, I mean, I think that's a good spot for the over. But, I mean, just looking at the over, it's at 65 currently. I think that's a little bit too high, you know. Um, I would be a little bit 
leaning a little bit more towards the under actually i know life's too short to bet the under but hey um you kind of have to sometimes i think i do think that oregon will win this game by two touchdowns so i took oregon minus 13 i think around the score will be around like 39 to 21 and then i think that under will hit that's going to be a good game it's going to be a good one to wrap up on friday and um, get ready for college football on Saturday. All right, so now let's get into the college football games on Saturday morning. So, and that game is going to be Ohio State at Illinois. I know Ohio State, I know they played a tough game last week versus Indiana. We were actually on Ohio State. Um, that, that was a big one for me. I, I, we should have took Indiana. I mean, Indiana's a good team, you know. Um, they're a well-coached team, actually. They're probably they're playing with some of the best football that I've seen them play in a long time, you know, in that Big Ten. I think since uh, beating Penn State that first week, uh, gave them a lot of momentum in their quarter and the quarterback as well. The quarterback play has been uh, really good. So I think that team has a lot of motivation, you know, like a, a well-coached team and they're 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 ambitious. So I think that they will um, end the season pretty good. But back to Ohio State. Um, Ohio State, the only thing that really does scare me about Ohio State is that secondary. Um, They lost a few guys. I mean, they lose a few guys pretty much every year since every time um, the NFL draft comes up. They have some of the top draft picks. But um, yeah, you know, they don't have a CUDA at that cornerback spot. So they they need some secondary help or some of those guys just need to mature a little bit. But I think this is going to be a good spot for Ohio State. Ohio State is 8-0 straight up in its last eight road games, as we know. Um, Illinois is 9-4 9-4 against the spread over its last 13 games. That's a that's a good stat if you're going to go on Illinois side. And then the over is 7-1 in Ohio State's last eight November games. So yeah, that's what I, that's pretty much what I wanted to get to. Ohio State, this seems like a team that just kind of, they turn it up at the end of the season. You know, like I said, first college football ranking, they were ranked, uh, they were ranked number four, I believe. And I think that they have a little bit something to prove. I think they, 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 they believe that they belong. So they're going to come out. I think that they will cover that minus, I think I got them at minus 28. Yeah, so Ohio State, I took Ohio State minus 28. And then Ohio State first half minus 15 and a half. And then, damn, I think I need to add the over on this one. I think I'll go back and add the over as well. But the over is at 71. No, let's just let's just stick with that. That's going to be a non-play. So I'm just going to do Ohio State minus 28. Ohio State minus 15 and a half for the first half. And then... The over is at 71 and a half, so I think that's a little bit too high for for my liking. Uh, But yeah, I think Ohio State will come out hot. They're going to go out, punch them in the mouth, and they're going to take care of business. All right, so the next game that we're looking at is going to be uh, Kentucky at Florida Gators. Um, I am taking the Florida Gators again this week. I know last week we we got burned by them as well uh, versus Vandy. They had some trouble in that game, you know, and I think they started off slow. They weren't moving the ball as 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 they should be uh, versus Vanderbilt. So I think it was just one of those weird games, you know, that's always going to happen in college football where the team comes out, they move they they move slow. They're not aggressive with the football. So I think this is going to be a bounce back game for Kyle Trask. You know, I think he has a little bit something to prove. I know uh, Florida was out of the top the top four for the college football rankings. And if you're a quarterback that is in the Heisman running, I think this is a good weekend um, to showcase why you should be um, number one on that Heisman running list just to prove that your team belongs, you know? So I think this is going to be a big showing for them. Um, So I am going to take Florida on this one, uh, Florida minus 24. And also I'm going to take the over at 60. So Kentucky is one in 19 straight up in its last 20 games versus Florida. Uh, Florida is 10-0 straight up in its last 10 games at home. So they're completely different. That's what I'm saying. Florida is a completely different team at home. When, you know, when they're away, um, I think they, they kind of get in their own heads and, and don't play as disciplined as they should be. But when they're at home, I think they have a lot more confidence. I mean, it doesn't really matter. There's no fans. But I think, that, I mean, it does do a little something for, for the players. They feel more comfortable at home at the Swamp. And then the over is 7-2 and two in Florida's last nine games. So that's why I will be taking the over. So that pick, once again, is going to be uh, Florida minus 24 and then the over at 60. That, that's kind of low for a, for, for a Florida over. I know they're usually get up in the 65 range, so I like that. I like that one. That might be my mortal lock, so we'll see. All right, the next game, guys, the next game's going to hurt me. Um, as a Penn State fan, I've been a Penn State fan uh, since I was little. Um, just like I've always liked the tradition in the school, uh, besides all the raping and all that other shit. But I, I mean, this one's gonna hurt me because Penn State, you know, their their season is dead. Um, I know I said the same thing about Michigan. Uh, so so let's get into the game real quick. So Penn State um, at Michigan, Michigan at home. You know, Michigan has looked uh, troublesome. You know, like I said, 
they need to get rid of Harbaugh. Same thing with Penn State. Both their seasons are done. But if I had to pick one right now from what I have seen with my two eyeballs, I think Penn State is not the better team. And as much as it uh, hurts me to say that, Penn State has really struggled at the quarterback position. I know they re- they replaced uh, Sean Clifford. And I didn't really watch too much of the new guy, but I know that they weren't moving the ball efficiently. And like I said, I think Michigan is still the better play here. They're playing at home. Uh, Michigan has a little bit more of a, a running game than them. So I think Michigan will win. Uh, they'll cover. And then um, this is more of an under game. I'm not going to bet that, but the only thing on my card for this one's going to be Michigan minus one since I like them at home. Uh, Penn State is 0-6 against the spread in its last six games versus the Big Ten. So, you know, they haven't covered uh, versus the Big Ten. You know, they've had troubles. And I think this is why I always go back to it. I think one of the biggest things was Penn State losing that first game versus Indiana on that bullshit call when the uh, quarterback dove to the pylon and they called it a touchdown when it clearly ball was out of bounds. I think that really messed with their heads. They the next game they played Ohio State. They fucking got they lost. So you're already down to 0 and 2 in the season. You know, the momentum's already down, you the morale's down. So I think Mich- I think uh Penn State, you know, I think it's time uh to get rid of the coach. Um I know he's brought a lot of good things for our team, but we had a lot of better players. Um so I mean, they, they need to figure it out. And then Michigan is 5 and 1 against the spread in its last 6 games versus Penn State. So they always do play close, but I do think I lean a little bit more on Michigan this this year. And then the under is 7-1 in Penn State's last eight road games. So, yeah, it's a little little stat to look at. You might want to take the under on this one because these two fucking offenses, offenses cannot score. So that's a little treat for you guys. If you guys want to take the under, that's a good stat. All right, so the next game that we're going to look at is Pitt at Clemson. So Clemson last week, I was fucking pissed off when that game got canceled last week. Clemson. At Florida State, the fucking team I hate in this in this whole world, or the team that's—I mean, I don't hate—I don't hate Florida State. Let's Florida State. Let's get that on the record. I do not hate Florida State. I think the team sucks. The program's dead. I've been fading them for the last two or three years since, ever since Jameis left and the coach left. I've been fading them. You know, they have a lot of problems. They have a lot of trouble. So if we, if you haven't been betting those Florida State games, I feel sorry for you because they should not be favored versus any team and any team covers the spread on them. So always fade Florida State until they fucking figure it out. And that's one of the, I'll die on that. I'll die on that hill fading Florida State. But yeah, I was upset about the game. The game was canceled because of some COVID concerns. You know, we had a lot of, uh, Dabo Sweeney was calling out Florida State saying that they canceled the game. They just didn't want to play them. So so there's a lot of stuff going on. So I think this is a big game for Clemson. You know, um, college football ranking came out. Uh, Pittsburgh is 3-8 three and three and eight and 1 against the spread over its last 12 games. Uh, Clemson is 10-0 straight up in its last 10 games at home. And then the over is 6-0 in Pittsburgh's last 6 games. So right now the, sp- the line's currently at Clemson minus 23. And then the uh, over-under is at 55. So I think the only play I'm going to take on this one is going to be um, Clemson over 55. I think they will put on a lot of points in this game. And, ooh, Iowa State just scored. I think they're they're still down. It uh, looks like it's 7-10 uh, versus Texas. But, hey, that looks good for the over that's currently at 17 points. But, yeah, back to Clemson. I think Clemson's going to put on a lot of points on the board. I don't want to take the I don't want to take the spread at 23 points. You know, I'm, I'm already kind of a little bit outstretched on all the, these big favorites that I do like this week. But yeah, I think that, that's a that's a good spot for the over. All right, so the next game it's going to be the final game that we'll have on this uh, Saturday card um, is going to be the Iron Bowl. So it's going to be Auburn Tigers, like we know, at Alabama Crimson Tide. This is a completely different year. I think Auburn has no fucking chance. I'm just going to say that right now. Auburn has no chance to win this game. Um, Auburn is uh, five and two in the records. Uh, Bama's obviously undefeated. They got the number one ranking in the college football ranking. Um, against the spread, Auburn is four and three, and then against the spread, Alabama is five and two. So I mean, the under is nine and two in Auburn's last eleven SEC games. But I, I don't think this is the case. This one, I'm not taking the the over under on this one. I think the only thing I have, yeah. So all I have is Bama. Minus 14, first half. 
and then Bama minus 24. I think this is a game where they just they just dominate them. You know, I think Auburn hasn't been good in the last like two years. You know, I mean, we all talk about the famous play on the Iron Bowl when that touchback, that uh, kick return got returned, that missed field goal, and they returned it to the house. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful moment in SEC history and, and college football history. So everyone's going to talk about that. But I think that is not the case this week. I think Mac Jones and uh, Nigel Harris, you know, they, they, the one-two punch. Uh, Mac Jones has actually been playing really good football, you know, um, after taking over um, when Tua left. So I think, I mean, he should kind of be in the Heisman running. The only thing that kind of shadows him out is having a great running back like Nigel Harris. Um, I think when you're not the best uh, player on your team or your offense, then it's, it's hard for you to be uh, considered in the Heisman running. So um, I think that's the only thing that kind of does works against him. But hey, he probably doesn't care. You know, they're fucking winning. They're they're undefeated. And I do think that Bama is just going to be another typical year that Bama wins the championship. So uh, a little bit of stats for you guys. The under is 9-2 and two in Auburn's last 11 SEC games. Alabama is 36-0 and 0 straight up in its last 36 home games. It, and that's, that's a crazy stat if you really think about it. 36 games at home all the past seasons. They have been undefeated at home. That just shows how good of a coach Nick Saban is, you know, how big of a powerhouse Alabama is with the athletes that they're getting and they're recruiting and they're staying there, you know, the consistency. And that's one of the things that Alabama has proved and over and over again and continued to show that they are a consistent program. Uh, so the home team is 6-2 and two against the spread in its last eight meetings as well. That's a, Oh, that's a good one. So the home team, 6-2 and two against the spread in its last uh, eight games. So... For me, on this play, like I said, I'm taking Alabama minus 24 and then Alabama first half minus 14. Uh, they do have this uh, over under at 62 and a half. If I had to lean a specific way, I would go over. I think Bama's just going to roll them. I think Bama puts up 50 and Auburn will probably score around, I don't know, 17. So we'll get, we'll get pretty close to that over there. So that's going to be it for all the college football games on Saturday. Uh, let's take a quick break and we're going to get into uh, NFL Week 12. All right, we're back. So now we're going to get into the NFL Week number 12. It's crazy that it's already Week 12. You know, I mean, there's only going to be a few, four, what, four more games or five five games left in the season. Um, it's it's sad. It's unfortunate that it went back, uh, that it went so quick, um, you know, after Thanksgiving, the games start to move a little bit quicker. The weeks start to go by a little bit, a little bit quicker. But uh, hey, we got to enjoy the ride while we're in it. So the first game that we're going to look at is going to be the Buffalo Bills facing the Chargers. So the Bills are at home. Um, the Chargers are coming into town. So that's that's good for us. You know, I, I, I do like, and I've said this before, I'm a big Josh Allen fan. I think he's a good quarterback, a dual threat quarterback. He's just going to He's either going to throw it by you or run it by you. You know, he's going to put down his shoulder. He's not scared of running. That's one of the things that I do like about him. I mean, he's fucking pretty big guy, so it's easy for him. Um, but yeah, I think Josh Allen will lead this team. You know, one thing when I did notice um, when I saw this line, I was a little bit skeptical. You know, one of the things, guys, if you want to make sure that you are, you look at lines, what I do is I look at lines starting on Monday and I kind of get a picture and I get an idea of what lines I like, what lines I don't like. What games I think are good, what games I don't think are good. When I did see this one, I was a little bit uh, confused on why Buffalo is only a five-point favorite versus the Chargers. I know the Chargers have a good quarterback. You know, uh, Justin Herbert has really really been lighting it up, how they say, lighting it up. They've been lighting it up. He's been lighting it up um, on NFL defenses as a rookie. So, I mean, I think the, the kid is impressive. He's really impressive. But I just think it's somehow... The Chargers are going to find a way to lose this game. And, um, you know, last week versus Denver, they didn't look as hot. Um, so I think this is a good spot for the Buffalo Bills. So I'm going to take the Bills at minus five. I think the, the over-under is at 53. I don't think I want to take the under on this game. I think I just like the Bills at minus five. But I think this is going to be a really good game. It's one of the first 10 a.m. games um, on Sunday. So um, the Chargers are 6-1 and one straight up in its last seven games versus Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo is two and four against the spread in its last six games. That's a little stat that kind of scares me sometimes with Buffalo, um, where they don't end up covering. But I, like I said, I think this is a completely new week. Come, them coming off a of bye, I think that's going to be really good for them. Gives the players some time to rest. Uh, gives the coaches an opportunity to give them a full game plan on what they are going to do to beat the Chargers. Um, and then the over is eight and one, and and the Chargers last 
um, nine road games. So that's a good stat if you guys want to take the over on that one. So like I said, my pick's going to be uh, Buffalo minus five. That's it. Yeah, and the unders at, over under is at 53. So you guys make your pick on that one. And before we go on to the next game, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about how we're looking for NFL. So last week in NFL, we had a shit week. And, I, and like I said, that is because I had COVID. I had COVID, you know, I, I wasn't feeling well. Uh, I had foggy brain, you know, the fog brain, whatever they call it. I wasn't in my right state of mind. I wasn't sharp. I think this week with a full week of recovery, a full week of medication, a full week of studying the games, being locked up, being quarantined. I'm fucking going crazy in here, by the way. But it gave me the right edge. It gave me the right analysis. It put me in the right environment, environment to make these expert picks so this is why i do what i do we're gonna get back on the train and we're gonna go to we're gonna actually we're gonna get back on the spaceship and we're gonna go to the moon because we need to make back the deficit that we lost last week we're not gonna chase we're gonna do it with discipline with character with integrity and we're gonna win some fucking money degenerates i love that all right let's get into the next game uh like i said for for nfl we have an 11 game uh, card this week so the next game i'm looking at is another 10 a.m game that's going to be the carolina panthers at minnesota vikings a big one this week i think last week you know i kind of went against myself i was riding carolina a lot this year and with teddy bridgewater you know i i think on my birthday weekend they lost versus the bucks they got embarrassed out there i mean it was close but teddy got hurt um so the following week i did go against them but i think now that teddy's back he's going to be playing I do think that this is a good spot for the Carolina Panthers. I know the Vikings are favored. The current line is at uh, Vikings minus three and a half, and the over/under is at fifty-one and a half. What I think, I think this is going to be an upset with Teddy Bridgewater coming back and Carolina's offense with their young wide receivers and a good running game. I think even Christian McCaffrey might be practicing a little bit. I don't think he's he's expected to play, but I think Mike Davis does a good job of taking over the horses, uh, taking over the reins, and um, you know, running the ball well. So I think this is a good spot for for the the Panthers. I know last week the Minnesota Vikings actually lost to the Cowboys. They're gonna want to bounce back. You know, they have some some COVID issues actually. So Adam Thielen tested positive for COVID as well. I think his status is up in the air. I know Justin Jefferson has been one of the probably actually the best rookie in the NFL as on that receiver spot. But I do think um, you know Minnesota they're going to be a little bit inconsistent sometimes. So I think this is a good spot. And I think the pick on this one is going to be Carolina Moneyline. I'm not taking any points or anything, just Carolina Moneyline. Like I said, I think this is going to be an upset. So Carolina is 6-3 against the spread in its last nine games. Uh, Minnesota is 6-2 against the spread in its last eight games. And then the under, the under in this game is 6-3 in Carolina's last nine at Minnesota. So that's a big one for us. And I mean, them going to Minnesota, uh, as many of you may know, Teddy Bridgewater started his career as a Minnesota in Minnesota Vikings, um, you know, until he got hurt and then they got rid of him. So I think this is kind of a vengeance game for Teddy Bridgewater, and I think he has a little bit something to prove. He has a little chip on his shoulder. Um, he wants to make sure that he gets some revenge and he, he beats uh, the Vikings this week. All right, the next game that we're looking at is going to be the Miami Dolphins at the shitty New York Jets. They should just put shitty in their name. Sorry, Jets fans. If you're a Jets fan, I'm sorry, but I know it's been a tough week. Uh, actually, one thing that just came out today is uh, Sam Darnold's actually going to be starting in this game again. I know Joe, they, Joe Flacco took over. I don't know if Sam Darnold was hurt or what's going on. To be honest, I don't really watch the Jets, um, but I know that they suck. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to watch a Jets game, so don't fault me for that. It's not my fault. They fucking suck. The line is currently at uh, Miami minus 7, and the over-under is at 44. I think I really wanted to take the over on this one, but I kind of stayed away from it. But um, I might add it to my card uh, or live bet this one. But yeah, I think I took Miami minus seven. I think Miami's obviously a better team. I think with Sam Darnold starting, I think it adds a little bit um, of an aspect and kind of helps out New York. The only thing is, I mean, can you name three receivers on the Jets? Can you can you name five players on the Jets realistically? I mean, you know, with them losing Jamal Adams and uh, Le'Veon Bell. Who can name all those players? But yeah, I think Miami will win. You know, Miami wants to bounce back after they had a, a tough loss. Miami looked like shit last week. So 
I think this is a big rebound game for them. Um, New York is 5-2 and two against the spread in its last seven games as a home underdog. So that might be something if you want to fade that pick. Miami is 5-0 and oh against the spread in its last five games versus New York. So that's a good stat helping us out on that Miami minus 7. And then Miami is 5-1 and one straight up and against the spread in its last six games. So I do like Miami in this game. I think it's going to be a big bounce back game. And they'll win by more than a touchdown. All right. And the next game, probably one of my favorite games this weekend for NFL is going to be the Arizona Cardinals facing the New England Patriots. So I think the Cardinals, this is a good bounce back game for them. I know last time they played where they played the Seahawks on Thursday night football. And that was that was a good game. That was a really good game. It was kind of a trap game. You know, sometimes I one like I said, you want to be wary of these lines sometimes because, you know, Seattle was looking like shit. They were on a three week uh, three week uh, losing streak. And then what happens is you see the line for the Arizona versus uh, Seattle and Seattle's favorite minus three. So it's probably something in your head. You have to have these little these little alerts that go off in your head. Okay, maybe they know something. Maybe something someone knows something. They know they're going to cover. And to be honest, guys, the refs in that game were fucking ridiculous that game. So talking about the Thursday night game, Arizona versus Seattle, the, the refs didn't let them play. The refs were calling everything against the Cardinals, and it was clearly they just wanted the card. It looks like they just wanted the Cardinals to lose, and they wanted the Seahawks to win that game. I'm, that's, that's just what I saw. I'm just going to tell you guys what I saw. Um, and, you know, the, the safety really fucked everything up for that game. But anyways, let's talk about Arizona Cardinals at the New England Patriots. So New England is 2-5 and five against the spread in its last seven games. And actually watching New England last week versus Houston, um, New England had a little bit of life up until the third quarter. And then, like we said before, you know, I've said this plenty of times, Cam... I think he's way past. Yeah, I think he's past his prime. Unfortunately, Cam was a good player. You know, seeing him grow up and play at Auburn and all those years in Carolina, um, having an MVP season, going to the Super Bowl, unfortunately losing. But I think now Cam is on the downhill of his career, and they didn't really look as good as they did um, when they were playing the Ravens the week prior. So, like we said before, if the Patriots are down, they're not a team that is going to come back and win. They're a team that's going to build a lead, that's going to run the football, play good defense, and hold on to a lead by running the football down your throat. They're not a good uh, comeback team. They're not going to come back um, if they're down big. So that was a tough one to watch uh, last week. I, I didn't really watch that game because I, I was feeling really sick. But still, I mean, I, I, knew, what I, I knew instantly when that third quarter uh, turned around, I knew that Houston was going to take off and really win the game. But yeah, back to this game. New England is 2-5 and five against the spread in its last seven games. Arizona is 4-1 and one straight up in its last five games after a loss. So that's a good stat for us if we're going to ride um, Arizona minus 1.5. So yeah, let's, let's look at the line first. So this spread is at Arizona. It's uh, minus 1.5. The over-under is at 49. So the under is actually 5-2 and two in New England's last seven games. Um, but for us this week, I think the only play I will have is going to be Arizona minus one. And I think what really helps Arizona this week um, gives them some time for Kyler Murray to, you know, uh, I think he had a shoulder injury in that Thursday night football game. So it gives them, it, since they played on Thursday, they had all that time to really give them a chance to get better and feel better and get rehab on that shoulder. And also, I mean, get more time to game plan for this game. So I do think this is a good spot for the Cardinals. I think they will cover that minus one. Leaning a little bit towards the over, but for now, I'll just stick with that. All right, so the next game that we're looking at is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders at the Atlanta Falcons. This is going to be a big one for the Raiders as they're traveling to the East Coast. I'm always a little bit wary about those big West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast. Um, I think it kind of gives them a little disadvantage, but in this case, um, I do like the Raiders. So the current lines at um, at three. So I'm taking Las Vegas minus three, the Raiders minus three, the Raiders. Uh, but you know they had a really uh, tough game last week versus the Chiefs. You know everyone knew. I think everyone knew, and if you didn't know, then the Chiefs were going to win that game. You know the Raiders won that first one, and they they played great versus versus the Chiefs. But I, you know, you kind of just had the feeling that. The Chiefs at the end of the season, they remind everyone that, hey, they're the best team in the NFL. They have Patrick Mahomes. They have Travis Kelsey. They have Tyreek Hill. 
They have their new running back, a rookie running back, Edwards Alaire. They're just going to show that they're dominant. They're a dominant force. They're a force to be reckoned with in the AFC, and pretty much the AFC is going to have to go through them. That's what I think. Uh, them and the Steelers, I can't wait to see them play. They, they will play eventually. I don't know if they're uh, scheduled on the regular season. We'll have to check that. I think it will come down to those two teams. It's going to be a really good game. But yeah, you know, you kind of had the feeling that the the Chiefs would come back somehow and score and win the game. But back on the Raiders, I think the Raiders, I mean, last week they played really good football. Derek Carr played some of the best football that I've actually seen him play. You know, he was moving down, he was throwing the ball down the field efficiently. Uh, the running games, was, the running game was looking really good with Josh Jacobs. And like I said, Derek Carr, I mean, it looks like he's really starting to turn the corner. He's starting, he's starting to buy into what. Uh, John Gruden has to has to give them, and I think they will. They're gonna dominate the the, the Falcons in this one. So the over is eight and two in Las Vegas last ten games. Uh, that's a good stat if you want to take the over on that one. Actually, I did looking at it now. Yeah, so I am taking on this one. It's gonna be the Raiders minus three, and I'm taking the over at fifty four. And um, the Raiders have been a good over team for us. You know. Um, they, they score points, you know, they like throwing out the ball down the field, they have a good running game, so the over is 8-2 and two in Las Vegas last 10 games, Atlanta is 1-4 and four straight up, and against the spread in its last 5 home games, so yeah, so 1-4 and four against the spread, and straight up in its last 5 home games, so that's some good stats that are leaning towards Las Vegas that I like, and then Las Vegas is 6-1 and one against the spread in its last 7 road games, so I do think this is going to be a good game, I think that the I mean, I think the Raiders will win by at least a touchdown in this one. All right, next game, probably my favorite game of this upcoming week, um, is going to be the Tennessee Titans, who are 7-3, and three, going and facing the Indianapolis Colts at Colts home. This is a, really, a big reason why I took the Colts. Uh, the current line is at 3, and then the over-under is at 51.5. So for this game, I am taking the Colts minus 3, and I'm taking the over at 51. Um, you know, I think the Colts, I've said this before, the Colts are a good team. They play really good defense, really good defense, and they can run the ball, and Phillip Rivers looks a little bit better. That's the only thing that I was worried about was Phillip Rivers um, and his play, but I think that the Colts are, are another team as well that you kind of have to watch out for. I think they're a good team. I had them last week. Uh, we had the Colts money line versus the Green Bay Packers, a high-scoring game real high scoring game it was a lot of back and forth but just the packers you know they they had fumbles you know and a lot of it was due to the colts defense so i think the colts are a force to be reckoned with and i do like the colts in this one at that minus three spot a little bit stats as well um the over is five and one in indianapolis last six games the over is seven and two in tennessee's last nine games so that's a good spot for the that's some good some good stats for the over and then Indianapolis is 5-1 and one straight up in its last six home games. So that's another reason. I mean, I like the Colts at home. Whenever they play in Indianapolis, they're at home in that, in that, in that stadium. If, whether it's covered or it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's open, they play really good football. So I like the Colts on this one. A little bit about Tennessee. You know, Tennessee had a really good win uh, last week versus the Ravens. It was a lot of back and forth. Um, Derrick Henry obviously is going to be King Henry, and I think the only thing that scares me is he he really comes in a, in a in a form at the end of the season around this time when it starts getting cold, and it seems like defenders just don't want to tackle him. Um, I know that's one of the things that we saw last week versus the Ravens. It looked like the Ravens were scared to tackle Derrick Henry and were scared to tackle AJ Brown, and the Tennessee Titans just had more grit. They had more capacity. They, they they wanted it more than the Ravens at that time. So I think that's why Tennessee was able to win that game. And I mean, Tennessee, like I, we said, they're a good team as well. Um, but I think at home, I do like the Colts. And I do think that another big reason is because how often have you seen the Tennessee Titans play in a dome and be successful? You know, you, I feel like Tennessee, I know it's a random thing, but I like these, these uh, certain things when I do make picks, these things that that aren't going to be on the stat sheet or stuff that you have to kind of find and you have to look for. I mean, I think I just picture Tennessee being more of an outside team instead of a being a dome team. So I think the dome team is going to win this one, and that's going to be the Colts. I think it'll be Colts minus three, and then I do like the over as well.
All right, the next game that I'm looking at is going to be uh, one of the first 1 o'clock games um, on Sunday for NFL. It's going to be the New Orleans Saints at the Denver Broncos. New Orleans Saints, I mean, they're coming in a form as well. Um, they're 8-2, and two, and then the Broncos are 4-6. and six. I, I do think, you know, I do like Taysom Hill. I like what he brings to the offense. You know, last week versus the Falcons, it was, a, it was a good game for him to showcase, you know, some of the skills that he has. But I think for this game, the current line, I mean, let's talk about the current line. The current line's at six, and then the over-under is at 43 and a half. I think for this game, I am going to take the New Orleans Saints at minus six. Um, you know, the Broncos have had some struggles. I know they won last week and stuff, but um, the only thing that scares me is the Broncos playing at home. Are the Saints an outside, same thing, are the Saints an outside team with that high altitude playing in Denver at that mile-high stadium? But a little bit of stats, you know, New Orleans is 10-1 and straight up and 9-2 and against the spread in its last 11 road games. Denver is 5-2 and against the spread in its last seven as a home underdog. And then the under is actually 14-6 and in Denver's last 20 home games. So I do think that uh, the Saints do have the edge here. You know, it, it, I'm just not going to bet against the Saints at this point of the season. You know, the team is 8-2. and two. They are a good team. Um, they can score points. They can move the ball down the field. And they, they can play okay defense. And I think a big one on this one is I'm not too sure if Marshawn Lattimore is going to be playing. But if he is playing, then that really gives the edge to the Saints on this one. So I do think the Saints will win. They'll cover. And then... I'm kind of leaning a little bit again on the over on this one since that over is only at 43 and a half. That's a little bit low. Um, you might want to take the over on that one. But for now, I'm just going to take the Saints minus six. All right. And now we're going to get into the probably biggest game of this weekend at that 125 slot. You know what they do? They usually put those game, those game of the week at that 125 slot. And that game is actually going to be Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Chiefs are nine and one. And the and the Buccaneers are seven and four. Uh, Chiefs against the spread are six and four against the spread, and then the Bucks are at five and six against the spread. And I think this is a big one. You know, I think this is a bounce back game for the Tampa Bay. So let's talk a little bit about the line. Um, so I am going to be taking Tampa Bay plus three and a half, and I do like the over as well. You know, I mean, it's hard to take an under when Patrick Mahomes is on the field, um, and especially if they're playing, going to be playing the. The Bucks in this game, so I think that that's a big good spot for the over. So yeah, I'm taking the over at 55, and I am taking the Bucks at plus three and a half. At this point, I really do like the points because Tampa Bay is not a team that's going to play good on Sunday night football or Monday night football on those primetime games. I don't know what it is that team does not do good. I don't know if it's the pressure. I mean, it certainly isn't for Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady isn't playing. At his capabilities, you know, he's regressed a little bit when he throws a deep ball. But I think maybe it's the other players, you know, maybe some of the other players aren't ready for the spotlight. I know Tom Brady's already used to it. He's 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 done that before. He's played in all stages. But just the team itself, I feel like doesn't do as good at that prime time spot where it's gonna be on a Sunday night or a Monday night game. So if it's out of those if it's not on those time slots, time slots, I think Tampa Bay is a good team. You know, they always perform when they're not playing around those times. So a little bit of stats on this one. I do think that, I still think that the Chiefs will win, but I I mean, I think the safe pick and the right pick is going to be the Tampa Bay plus three. And then um, I think it will go over at that 50, at that 55 spot that I got them at. Um, a little bit of stats, you know, the Chiefs have been playing good football. You know, like we said, we talked about them playing the Raiders last week. Um, their offense has really, really still been a typical Chiefs offense. You know, they score a lot of points. They throw the ball down the field. Uh, Kansas City is 7-0 straight up in its last seven road games. Uh, Tampa Bay is 2-6 and against the spread in its last eight November games. So, that, I mean, that's a stat that kind of goes against with what I just said about Tampa Bay. But I, like I said, I think this is going to be a big bounce back for Tampa Bay. They're going to want to show some. They want. They're going to want to show something. You know, they're going to want to bounce back after getting that devastating loss last week versus the Rams. Um, and then another stat here: the over is four and one in Tampa Bay's last five games. So a little bit of reason why I took the over on this one. So I think that's it for um, all the picks I have this week, guys. You know, I really appreciate it. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, like we said, the new logos out. We have our Instagram out. We have our Twitter out. Make sure to follow. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to like the podcast on Apple Music and Spotify just to try to get as many plays as we can. Make sure to resubscribe. 
Subscribe, resubscribe, resubscribe, subscribe. Keep doing that until you get tired. I really appreciate it, guys. Hope you guys enjoy it. Good luck and good gambling. Have a good night.